going on, my friends? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Tell you what's highly motivating. I got this fucking mini stepper. This thing was, I don't even know if it was $50. Picked that up on Amazon. It's got two little D-rings, like little attachments that are steel that you can friggin' attach... um, exercise bands too and it's got these little steppers it's like a not an elliptical but like a little stair a little stepper and you fucking you situate yourself on this thing it's not hard to balance and it's got some uh, hydraulics and you just go click 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 it's got a counter just like any sort of cheesy little machine and it gives your calves and thighs and your entire lower body a pretty good workout you can easily balance while uh, kind of like running in place or hiking in place. It bends the knee about 45 degrees, maybe. Maybe 60 degrees. I'm going to say 60 degrees. So it's, a, it's kind of like going into a three-quarter squat. A full squat would be, I'm going to call that a 90-degree bend in the knee. Now, other people will go deeper than that exercise, fitness buffs and such, but if you do, you can, uh, you can risk injury, you can risk injury to your knees, your low back, your hips, and so a four, a 60 degree bend is very reasonable and very low impact, also, it's, well, same, simultaneously, it's going to generate a good workout for the entire lower body, the thighs, consisting of the quadriceps and the hamstrings and the calves and the leg, shin muscles, and the glutes, all right? So, yeah, I I stand by this little structure, this little exercise implement. In a world of all these um, crazy gizmos that, you know, people are buying Pelotons for thousands of dollars and crazy exercise subscriptions and gym memberships and you name it. Here's the deal. People want to have these monster workouts. Like, oh, I really got to work out every day. And I got to imagine, like, it's got to be some crazy thing. Like a huge performance. Like a Peloton or uh, um, now I know you can do abbreviated workouts and all these things, but you got to take a fitness class and they typically last an hour. Uh, shit like that. You know, a gym membership, a boot camp. Lord knows I did enough of that stuff. It's awesome. But here's the reality. You can't just work out, you know, three days a week or five days a week uh, rigorously like that and expect to have an overwhelming result. Now, oftentimes you can, but slow and steady wins a race. If you get on your little stepper or have something else, you do a few, you know, squats or wall sits or planks or whatever incrementally, you're going to give yourself an opportunity to burn some calories in an accumulative manner. So that's what it's all about. It's not, you know, some you know, lose weight quick, get fit quick scheme. You got to do shit. You got to get out there and take walks regularly, a couple times a day, you know, burn some calories, do some different things. So I'm just, all I'm saying is that this stepper, this $50 stepper from Amazon, while it's not the answer to all our problems, if you are 
working from home. And you can take five, ten minutes and do some stepping or set up a, uh, a stand-up desk and do some, you know, burn some calories where you otherwise would be sitting, farting into the chair. Well, you're, you're going to improve yourself. So I would endorse everyone trying these little gadgets, whether it's a piece of surgical tubing that you can harness to a railing or something or some body weight stuff or a squat challenge or whatever the hell you're doing. Keep it interesting, but don't hesitate to um, purchase one of these little implements that you can get delivered to your house tomorrow via Amazon. I should get money from these fuckers. I'll probably sell so many of them. So at least my staff and myself, we're going to be burning calories while we're working. Um, so there's that. So I'll send you a picture of this shit, but it's pretty pretty impressive. Also, you can get a hand bike. You can get a damn uh, a seated thing to put under your, your desk so you can uh, bicycle, pedal a little bit while you're sitting. This device is pretty cool. So there's that. Secondly, I'd like to talk about education and knowledge, um, the accumulation of it. Now, I I started my day talking to a friend who um, a friend of mine who's got a, a son. He's 15 years old, and he's hasn't been a great traditional student, um, a great student in the traditional way. Meaning that doesn't really take to college prep or standard courses. Just doesn't like them, doesn't do well. And so then the kid hates the classes, probably hates the teacher, and likely hates the subject matter. Here's the problem with traditional education. Traditional education, in my opinion, and I've said this a little bit before, so forgive me if I'm being redundant. Like my son, for instance, he's, he's had some problems. He's not turning in his work. I talked to a special ed teacher today who verified that a lot of kids, kids that are good kids, like the child of the special ed teacher, you know, who knows better. They're not turning shit in, and they lie about it. And they're trying to gaff things off. They're trying to get over. They're bored. They don't want to fucking do this shit. They're in a pandemic, and they're coping however they can. Here's the thing. I know we don't... We sh- we don't want to be hard on our kids right now because the times are they're fairly hard. Now, some people might say, well, you know, what's hard about sitting in the house playing video games going on the internet? What, do you got to do a little Zoom lecture or feel bad for you? <clears throat> and I understand your point, but you got to admit, these are trying times and people are struggling. I don't want to, like, give my kid a big lecture a daily lecture about school and staying in school and getting good grades because <clears throat> there's going to be plenty of time for him and her, my kids, to um, survive and thrive in school. Right now, I just want to make sure they learn as much as they can while passing their current grade. My son's going into high school, and there's going to be plenty of distractions at that point once he goes back face-to-face with, uh, you know, new classes and new friends and sports and popularity, social shit, all that. 
So I've been there. I remember where I came from. This is my point, okay? At, just like that, the son, the 15-year-old son of my friend who I spoke to this morning, or just like um, my friend who's a special education teacher uh, who has a senior in high school who's struggling a little bit. Not struggling, but who's gaffing education off. I was that kid. I wasn't interested in in the traditional scholastic experience. I wanted to join the Marine Corps. I was on that path. I had made it into, I had been accepted from my time I was 15 or 16 into the delayed entry program. I joined the Marines, passed the ASVAB. That's all I needed to do. My future was relatively certain in that I was going to be standing in line for Marine Corps boot camp, recruit training, and the toughest challenge of my life up to that point. And remains one of the toughest things I've ever done. A lot of sacrifice, a lot of learning, a lot of suffering. But again, it could always be worse. But I was not college prep material. I mentioned earlier that I, I believe I did, I went to this scholarship ceremony where they said, oh, everybody goes. Everybody needs to go and support people who've applied for scholarships, and who knows, you could even get one yourself, even if you didn't apply. Now, I thought this improbable because I was a student in vocational school. And so I hadn't, I hadn't, um, wasn't going to college in the proper sense. And I was not, um, and that was the thing to do, kind of. I felt like, even though there were a lot of working class people in our community, I think the big dream for a lot, you know, my parents worked in the power company, my dad was a lineman, etc. My mother worked for the, power plant um, I feel like there was a big dream like yeah this is good enough for me it'll be good enough for you but wow if you can go to college if you can make something of yourself maybe you could at least be telling people what to do instead of um, you know, turning a wrench or doing whatever and it was a stereotype it wasn't necessarily true that you had to go to college to be successful, but it was, it, it showed grit and, and uh, dedication and an interest in learning. But I wasn't really there. I, again, I was hanging out with my girlfriend. I was signed up for the Marines. I was marking time in this auto diesel engine rebuilding course that I was kind of interested in, but I didn't, couldn't see myself, uh, you know, as a grease monkey, stereotypically taking cars apart and doing oil changes and shit. I don't want to do that. And so I would read fitness, health and fitness magazines inside the classroom until the teacher came in and told us to get out and work on something, clean something, da 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 But I, I, passed, I passed that uh, program with flying colors, and there I was at this... <clears throat> this scholarship ceremony and I didn't get shit and one, a friend of mine who came in the office today was one of those people who was a really good student and was heading off to college and probably got a scholarship but that wasn't me so not that there's anything wrong with that this is what my this is ultimately my point I don't want I, I understand that modern education 
higher education leaves some things to be desired. I've been a student and I've been a teacher for six years, teaching graduate courses at the master's and doctorate level. Um, I have also stood in front of hundreds and even thousands of people and educated them on health and fitness and motivated them and tried to inspire people to live a better, healthier life, more motivated life. Maybe that's some of the best stuff that I could offer, how I did that and why I did that on this podcast. I'll start working on that, chipping away at that. Um, I don't want people to, to throw the baby out of the bathwater. Like, education is a wonderful thing. These courses and studies and curricula, okay, um, that we, that young people today are subject to, they've been put together by well-meaning educators as, hey, this is the stuff that we need to know. These are the areas of knowledge that we have in our society. Now, this is, this is the stuff within that area of knowledge that is worth knowing, that we want all of our citizens to understand, you know? And then once we had the basics, reading, writing, and arithmetic, we build on that, you know? Higher, you know, opportunities to excel, to learn more, to do more. I mean, we went, I, I heard yesterday that uh, on a podcast that, you know, 100 years ago or 150 years ago, the literacy rates in America were abysmal. You know, let's say they were 50%. That would be a lot. Now, very, very small percent of Americans are not literate, can't read or write, an exceedingly small percentage of people. So that is a victory, but we can't stop there. A problem that I have with education is that we regard it as something that is just, there's so much to learn and there's so much, so many hoops to jump through with these different areas that you don't really have time or the inclination to pursue anything on your own. You know, if you lived in a, um, the only thing to do in your community was a library, was go to the library and learn shit, you know, pick up, pull books off the shelf and, you know, look through literature and uh, fiction and nonfiction. And that was our repository of information. Pull a book off. Read every book you can get your hand on. You ever read this? Oh, yeah, I read that. That would demonstrate an interest in in learning or in trying to understand things. I feel like that was a simpler way to uh, of learning. Like, there's part of me that would love to just go to the library every weekend and go in there and pull off every um, every book of interest to me. And I'm interested in a wide variety of things. I love knowledge. I really enjoy information. And I guess I feel fortunate because, because I do, because despite my failures early on in education, um, particularly in subjects like math and science, you know, I just, I wasn't interested. I didn't do well. I didn't apply myself. 
And so I was kind of like the island of banished to the island of misfit toys, which back in the day was Vokes or vocational technical school. Doesn't mean you're a failure. And people like Mike Rowe, etc., will point out that you don't have to go to college to earn a good living. But you do need training. You do need some kind of something, a you know, technical training, an apprenticeship program, a <clears throat> you have to demonstrate some kind of aptitude. Some sort of interest in finding out how things work and demonstrating competency in your area. So I was always frustrated with college, grad school, etc., saying, oh man, I remember being in chiropractic college saying, oh, I'd love to read this book book on this technique system or, or this, that, and the other thing, but uh, I don't have time to fuck around with that now. I need to, right now, I, I need to figure out pathophysiology or biochemistry. And although the, these things were somewhat interesting and I, it, they were the hurdle in front of me at the time, they were not necessarily my main interest, you know? So I couldn't, I couldn't read fiction or I couldn't read, you know, great art, great literature or, you know, go through the stacks of the library and pull off books or search on the internet. I just felt like I didn't have time. I didn't have the energy, I didn't have the resources to give in order to, for my brain cells, my neurons to fire in any other direction other than that of, you know, getting my degree. And I, it's, I don't know how we get away from that. Like you, if you want to, we have people who specialize in education and chiropractic, for instance, or HVAC, or uh, being uh, you know a policeman. You know, there's a curriculum, and the curriculum doesn't always jive with what you're going to be doing for twenty, thirty years of your career. But it's, it's what somebody who enough people have been around that industry for a while deemed the, the, the information germane to that, you know, relating to that field of interest, that career path, that, you know, we expect people to know. It was like, it, it was great and simple when I was in the Marines, right? This is the green monster. They gave us these two uh, plastic binders. They were filled with all kinds of information. You know, this is how you wear your belt. This is the regulations for your uniform, placement of ribbons, ribbons and badges on this uniform or that uniform. Or your boots need to be this way. Your, you need to be shaved this way. You need to, your, this is how you put your, this is your weapon. This is its components. This is how we put it together. Uh, this is how we lubricate it. This is the max effective range to a point target, to an area target. Um, these are the four types of ambush patrol or of patrols. This is how you know small and large danger areas. You name it. I remember that shit to this day because it was drilled into my head. I might have mentioned in the past that I was the knowledge recruit in boot camp. So I was the, I was the young man uh, who was tasked with drilling the recruits, teaching them by rote memorization. You know, different types of comp, different types of patrols. What are the five types of uh, patrols? They are keyword races, recruit, 
raid, ambush, contact, uh, economy of forces, security patrol, sir, you know, and they, we just sat out in front of the chow hall or wherever we were marching to, I would drill them on all their knowledge and, and then, because we had this testing in second phase, about halfway through the three-month recruit training experience, so we were, it was, my function was to teach them and make them remember and understand this information, I guess because I knew my shit, or maybe they just designated me because I was, I don't know, seemed, I appeared smart or appeared interested, and since the time I was 16 years old, 15, 16, I was reading this shit and memorizing it, and, you know, it was my goal to be a Marine. So when you're motivated to a task, when you want to do something, you find a way. You go on YouTube, you go on Wikipedia, you go to the library, you take a course, you enroll in a um, in a course of study, in a degree program. I just want people to simultaneously, like I understand it's boring as shit to sit in a Zoom class. I understand that. I understand that it's a tough time right now for students and teachers. Shit, if the teachers were graded on their performance over this past year and the pandemic and, you know, you know, hitting the, uh, all the points on the syllabus and teaching effectively and responding to emails and assessing learning properly, there's been a lot of laziness and a lot of desperation around educating things have fallen apart in a lot of areas of society. When we look back, we're going to see some fucked up shit. But I'm just saying, like, right now, and I've mentioned this before, if you can emerge from this, this, this crazy time, if we can emerge from it having learned something, having applied ourselves to improve ourselves... Maybe you want to, you know, get in the best shape of your life, healthier than ever. Maybe you want to work on your relationships. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to get that degree. Maybe you want to save money, pay off debt. Um, it, all that can be done. I think that the biggest failure, when the smoke clears finally, and I'm sure we got another year or two before we, you know topic, a hot topic of conversation is no longer COVID-19. We're already move on to move on, I know. But you don't want to be the one who's got nothing to show for this unfortunate time. Right? So Whatever it is, you know, we can work on our physical and mental selves. Yeah, I think there's a there's a tendency that with these times as crazy as they are, for for there to be a uh, like a COVID pandemic paralysis, where you're alive, you're not testing positive for the critter but you're scared and you're shell-shocked 
and you just are paralyzed to, to do anything. You just rather than, it's a lot easier to sit on the couch and watch Netflix or to, you know, to put your head in your hands and give up than it is to try to take the next step towards your goal. But, as I mentioned earlier, Isaac Newton invented calculus during the friggin' bubonic plague. So, he was a recluse. He he invented a lot of shit. Studied prisms and spectrums of light and physics of all kinds. And he was a genius. You know, maybe you're not a genius, but you're good at something. Why don't you work on it? Why don't you work on yourself? Why don't you have something to show for this uh, this fucked up time? Like, get your licks in. What can I do? Well, every day I took a walk. I took a walk every day. I, I wrote a poem every day. I listened to a podcast every day. I improved my diet incrementally. I cultivated a relationship with whoever. I improved my, I paid off my debt. Like, do something so that when you're at the end of this, this, this road, and it's easy too. It's, look, this isn't like the fucking, um, the apocalypse. This isn't, uh, Armageddon. This is not the, um, uh, This isn't some kind of uh, genocide, holocaust, you know, some endless death march that we have to, you know, slog through. This is a critter, and the critter's going to go away, and we're helping it go away with our public health efforts and the sacrifices we've made, and at some point we're going to get it on the run, or it's just going to naturally dematerialize and go into hiding until the next one comes out which could be far worse so mankind needs to plan so this is just an eventuality it's going to end and we're going to emerge and you don't want to be one of the fucking poor souls who emerges worse off than you were there's going to be a lot of that you know I think that that's going to be the most common thing I think that the majority of people are going to have nothing to show for this time period. Maybe a lesson, maybe some stories to tell. Um, but why not be one of the people, one of the one of the few and the proud, who comes out of this shit show with you know what? You know, some positive memories or some some goals met. So I think that's worth looking at, is all I'm saying. And I hope that regarding education, that students... Like, I, I want to tell my kids, but I don't want it to come off like a lecture. I want to tell them, listen, I, I think I'm going to write it. And just, like, text message them or something. So they can read it on their own time. Listen, I I don't like when you guys tell me you don't don't know, and it's boring, and, uh, you know, school sucks, and 
it's same thing over and over and your teacher's no good and I want you to just learn you have time right now and so you can work on your body and your mind you know so get yourself in shape physically and mentally so that you're ready to go you know spend some time any free time you have read something try to learn something try to understand understand a part of your world better you know grab a book we have plenty of books in the house grab a book read it flip through it see if it's something you're interested in find out how something works uh, pursue something of interest to you whether you know it's sports or Lose yourself in a book. Use your imagination. Be creative. But do not uh, complain about your situation. Use your this extraordinary amount of time that you have and you may never have again in your life because it's a fucking shit show, um, frenzied pace that we were ascribing to before this. We're still kind of in that, you know. I'm busting my ass, showing up at eight, you know, working 12-hour days, doing all kinds of extra work on my weekends, teaching, and etc. You know, find a way to build a good life for yourself. Imagine what your life is going to be like. That's education, you know. To still be interested in things. To me, that's an accomplishment. I'm 46 next week. I still am interested in things. I ask people, what kind of hobbies you got? Got anything you like to do? Folks don't don't know, man. People don't have hobbies. They don't have... Not that you need to have, like, some crazy... You don't need to carve wood with a chainsaw. That's an extreme hobby. But have something that you're interested in. Be able to make something from nothing. Be able to draw inspiration from simple things. You know, demand what you, you know, this demand what you can of this short life. Demand what you can of yourself, because the only thing we can really control in this world is ourselves. Or you know, to a degree, we can control ourselves. By the choices that we make. So make some choices that are going to benefit you. That you're going to, that are going to, you know, pay dividends. You know, I'm trying to do that myself. Again, I'm not saying I have it all figured out, but I want that for my family, and I want it for my my children. I want it for myself. I want people to you know, just enjoy this life to the best that they can, best of their ability. And continue to wonder about it and to learn. And that's education, is to be interested and to to try to uh, continually grow and learn things. A lot of folks aren't interested in that. Or they don't get it. They just feel like, you know, cite that pandemic paralysis. You don't want to fall prey to it, you know. You want to get your ass moving. Small things. Pick some small things that you can do. And I talked to somebody earlier today, and 
they've been uh, they've gone plant based. So no more meat. They're improving their dinner. They're you know they said her brother he's been doing plant based and she asked him you know how his heartburn is and he said you know what I haven't experienced it. Or you know I talked about that young man who's 15 and who wasn't a traditional student. Well, he got a job. Walked in, applied for a job at a hardware store. Took a lot of balls. And he's out and about. He's got a bunch of quads. They're out there riding, riding quads and exploring and ex- having experiences. That kid's going to be all right. You know, he's got parents who give a shit about him, who are trying to help him. And my friend, who's uh, who's an educator herself, whose son you know, dropped a few balls or whatever. You know, he's, he's got a promising future. He's working on himself, and he's, he's understanding things, and he's growing and, and learning, and, uh, gosh, wonderful. There's a lot of great people out there doing wonderful things. A lot of great people un, with unrealized dreams. And you don't stop dreaming just because we're in a pandemic. Now is an opportunity to dream more and put some sort of foundation underneath your goals so that they can more you know be more easily attained. Alright, I'm fucking tired. I'll talk to you motivators tomorrow. <laughs>